Listener Production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Hi. Welcome. It's so exciting having you here. I know. It's been so long since I've seen you. I know. When was the last time we saw Oh my gosh, it was like a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. Wow. On this episode, I am talking to Jackie Kingswell. She is the co-founder and director of the Pilates class, the online destination for doing all things Pilates. Now, Jackie started as a professional dancer touring around the world with the likes of Beyonce. She then noticed that her body needed a little TLC and she started Pilates, which she fell in love with and she became a Pilates teacher. She was doing that in studio pretty much five days a week and then the pandemic hit and like most of us, her job stopped in an instant. Jackie needed to pivot to create something new for herself and that's where the Pilates class was born online. I follow all your moves on Instagram so I feel like I'm there in like the shadows. It always feels like that, doesn't it? Like when you're on Instagram, you feel like you're part of somebody's life. And you know everything about them. (laughs) I first came across Jackie Kingswell when I was stalking Tash Oakley online and wanted to know the secrets behind her incredible body. I then was checking in with Jackie, doing her online classes, and I just wanted to know how she is doing it all. She is an incredible force, and I just love hearing about how somebody changed what they were doing one day to inventing a whole online community of amazing Pilates. We like merge into a like <laughs> Pilates class movement. <laughs> Jackie, welcome to Sliding Doors. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> okay, so to start things off, I like to do something called the Fast Five. Now, it's mm. yeah, it's five rapid fire questions. Okay. The less you think about it, the more honest I find the answers are. <laughs> so just go quick. Don't think about it. What are your can't live without beauty products? Oh, moisturizer, lipstick, how many do I have to you do? Can get, give me three. Moisturizer, lipstick, and my eyebrow brush. Yeah, nice. Take that. What's your favorite app? Pilates class. Of course. What's something on your bucket list? Hmm. I always have go somewhere I've never been before, but I try and do that at least like once every two years or so. That's a good so one. So it's a bucket list that keeps going. It's active. I like that. <laughs> of course it's active. Coffee order. What's your coffee order? Do you know what? I just recently stopped drinking coffee. So now I'm on marches, but it used to be an iced latte with almond milk. Nice. I'm a non-coffee drinker, so mm. I always find it funny when I ask that question. <laughs> um, favorite Instagram account? Ooh, favorite Instagram account. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> the Pilates class. <laughs> you can say that. I take that because I reckon that's your most used. Honestly, that's you, like that. I when you have a business, it's just like you're always on your own Instagram account yes. and critiquing it. That's what I like <laughs> doing. Much. So for people that don't know who you are or what you do, what's a tiny little snapshot of who you are and what you do? Okay, so I'm Jackie 
and I am a Pilates instructor and I have an online platform called the Pilates class, all subscription based and I teach workouts. Love that. Love that in a, in a nutshell. So I guess there are many different layers to you before you get to the amazing Pilates instructor that you are. How did you start in this industry? Where did it start for you? So I first started dancing actually when I was three years old. Wow. And I danced all the way up until I was 18 and then I was dancing professionally. Okay. Um, But with my dance training, I was also doing Pilates. So Uh. it was paired with our dance training to enhance our performance and to really just condition our bodies. Um, And it was then that I really realized, you know, there were so many incredible benefits to Pilates. And so then through that, I transitioned into becoming a Pilates instructor. Wow. I love that. And do you still dance now? I actually don't. <laughs> I I had a really nice career and, you know, it was always my passion. But then I got to a point where I was like, I, I'm done. Yep. And so now I don't dance, but I'm actually going to get back into a studio and just dance for fun. Yeah, just for me, not for everybody else. <laughs> so Jackie, what was your first job in the industry and what did you learn from it? So after I was training full-time at dance schools, I got a call from a friend that I knew who basically asked me to go around Australia teaching hip-hop to Indigenous kids. Oh, wow. And so I started teaching hip-hop or dance around Australia, working in remote communities. And through dance, we would teach these kids about um, depression and anxiety and having the confidence to say yes and no. And so we would be in the community for a week and we would do multiple classes with them during the day in school. And then we would do after school programs with them as well. Yeah. We'd do a concert at the end of the week. And sometimes we would invite the kids to come down and join our leadership program. The company was called IHHP, Indigenous Hip Hop Projects. And yeah, we went to 50 communities. Um, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. I never knew this. This is incredible. Yeah, it was really eye-opening for me because yeah. I was 18 years old at the time and I just finished my full-time dance training, which is where you're training Monday to Friday full-time. Yeah. And I thought that I was going to go to LA and, yeah, and dance become like a da- yeah. artists and, you know, travel the well, world, the which dream. was my dream. Yeah. And then I got pulled into this teaching and it was so rewarding seeing the kids dance and to break through, you know, coming from troubled homes or whatever was going on for... And just using dance as that tool. Yeah, yeah. to connect with people. It yeah. was so powerful. And so I I did that for two years and it was so rewarding. Wow. And it was funny because after that two years, I you know decided, okay, I still want to go and fulfill my dreams and to dance for artists. So then I started doing that. And then I did this full circle where I came back to teaching wow. and to giving that, you know, teaching to now the members on the platform. Yeah. And it really is my most rewarding jobs by by far is teaching others. It's really funny when you kind of like, you think that's what you want to do. And it's like the glitz and the glam and like, yeah. that's the dream. And then I was in the outback. Yeah. I was in the Torres Strait on remote <sighs> islands, um, learning about indigenous culture connecting with, you know, Indigenous people. This is why the arts are so important. I just have to say, like, the arts are so important to children and people because it just, 
it just opens your eyes and it allows you to dream and communicate on yeah. a different level. And when you hear people talk about the arts as something that's not a necessity, it so is for that. It definitely is. And, you know, we were working with Beyond Blue, which is oh, an yeah. amazing company, supports depression and anxiety. And so they were using us to connect and just break through. Um, so that also taught me a lot as well about mental health that I didn't really, I wasn't educated on before. So I, I really learned a lot through that. I love that. I love that layer. And you are such a good teacher and it probably is because of that like two years traveling around and having to, you know, spend a week and create these bonds with people and then go again. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and especially trying to break those walls down, which yeah. is quite amazing. Do they still do it? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. They have a music oh, program. Wow. They have a dance program. It's it's incredible. And it was just a chance that somebody said it to you to do it. Yeah. And you do it. Wow. They, I was like basically dancing at the time and the guy who owned the company was doing rehearsals at the studio and I was there late like rehearsing. See how And he happens. would like see me rehearsing and then he was like, as soon as I turned 18, he was like, can you come and join now? What did um, your parents say? They were like, go. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool though that so, they supported it. And the first job that I did, it was three weeks on this island called Boigu Island. They didn't speak English. But they were, kids were climbing trees for coconuts. They had a pet crocodile named Tala. And you were like teaching them hip-hop. Um, teaching them hip-hop. <laughs> it was the Justice Crew at the time. Do oh you my remember gosh. Justice Crew? Yes. It was them. So it was all boys and me. Really? <laughs> yeah. And did you ever not yeah. want to do it or you just started doing it and you loved it? I, I was like, I can't believe this. Like I just, you know, I was wearing like baggy clothes. Yeah. I'm like, I wasn't a hip-hop dancer. No. Um, and it was really tough. But it was so rewarding. Yeah. And in two weeks, we did 14 communities. We did a New South Wales tour. Wow. And so it was just one after the next. After yeah, yeah, the next. yeah. But yeah. And then I came to Sydney. That's when I moved to Sydney you afterwards. Were, where were you based? Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. And then you came to Sydney, danced here. Yeah. Did you go overseas and dance? Just for contracts. Okay. So like they'd just fly me there and, you know, I'd do a movie or a show as like or a whatever. backup as a backup dancer what did you do any movies that I, I did um like the great gatsby that was shot here though was that unbelievable yeah it was fun and then also um it was called doom it's like an uh, indian movie I'm it was not shot like in india go oh, it was yeah dance. yeah was that amazing it was a blockbuster though yeah oh my God. and were you doing pilates through all of this uh yeah yeah. Wow. And okay, so you've done your movies, then you came back yeah. here. Yeah. And then at what point did you go, I'm I'm going to learn the Pilates and become the instructor? So then basically I worked in India, but yeah. this was a time where I was doing just whatever job came. So it was like I was dancing on Australia's Got Talent, X Factor, oh you know. God. like Yeah, because it was so like there were dancers in a lot of those shows. There was, there was, there was a, like lot a lot of work of, for dancers yeah. at the time. You know, any film clips here that artists need it's dancers crazy. for. So it was whatever job was coming I was taking, yeah. but wasn't consistent and you no. never knew when your next job was. And so then I was like, okay, I should probably have something like that's a like plan. a backup plan yeah, that yeah, I need yeah. like stable income. And then I just transitioned into Pilates. So I got my qualification yeah. and then I started teaching in studios. But I was teaching in studios and then, you know, calling the studio owner being like, I've got a job, like I've got to go. <laughs> I'm going with Ricky Lee. Is it a, she's doing a film clip. I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> Great Gatsby, of course. I can't come. Pretty much. 
And then did that just get busier and busier? So then, so yeah, then the Pilates got busier and busier and I was teaching um, dance to kids and then I started teaching in schools and then I was basically teaching bar. I was teaching like dance cardio. Um, I was creating my own class. Can I ask you, because like the, it's so funny where you choose what dream you want to go with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like you, you're doing both. So you're kind of mm. like, I'm, da- I'm dancing, I'm teaching, I'm coming up with. When do you say to yourself, like, I'm going to invest in the Pilates and not the dancing? Was there like a moment? Yeah, I think I just, I was so grateful for my dance career. There's so many dancers out there, so many amazing dancers, but there's really not enough work no, for them. and it's so sad. It's so sad. Like there's, you know, so many talented artists out there but just not enough work, basically. And I was lucky enough to have a career where I was working professionally for nine years as a dancer. Yeah, wow. But then it just got to a stage where I got off stage one day and I was like, didn't really have any notes for myself. And I was like, this was great. Like, I did such a great performance. And one of my mentors and teachers from back when I was younger said, the day that you think that you've learned it all is the day that you should quit. And I was like, I actually think I I know this now. Oh, like I, I got goosebumps with And I, do, I didn't want to go to class. Like I wasn't hungry. And there was all these young, like up and coming dancers who were incredible. I was like, yeah. my body can't keep up. Like, you know, you learn a routine in you're sneakers. An like you're an athlete. Yeah. And then you've got, you're dancing in high heels and you're in a meter box and you're like holstered off the floor and like you're on stage and no. you're just... My body was like, you need to stop. And so when I got married, I thought this is a great time for me to quit dancing. Mm-hmm. I was ready for it. And then I had never had a Monday to Friday job before because I was always traveling on the, the weekend. So then I was like, I actually just want to experience what it's like to have the weekends off. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it's true. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you want Saturday and Sunday off. And like to the spend rest of the time with my partner. He yeah. was working Monday to Friday and then I would travel on the weekends. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to teach Pilates. But I knew at the time I was like, I'm going to learn the industry. I'm going to go to the best studios yeah. here in Sydney and then I'm going to open my own. Yes, that was the goal. And then and it, then it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. But then something else came. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So... When did you realize that, like, I mean, you've got to have a talent when teaching Pilates. You do. I've I've been to many a Pilates class, mm-hmm. and it very is much about the instructor, the energy they have, and they almost do have a unique talent when they teach you. I'd love to know when you kind of discovered that you had that talent to teach. Well, thank you, firstly, that you think I have a talent. You too. Um, do you know what? I I think it comes back to my dance training. Mm-hmm. I've been in a studio my entire life and I've been taught by so many incredible mentors and teachers from all over the world. And so I've just sort of picked up on their teachings um, and methods and paired with my own and my love of movement. And that's what I teach today. Yeah. But you started because, I mean, the Pilates class, I know this because I'm lucky enough to be friends with you and also Tash Oakley. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about your story especially was how the Pilates class was born. Mm. You know what I mean? I remember seeing Tash going to your classes in studio and then we were obviously hit by COVID and we were in lockdown 
And I think a lot of people were a little bit hesitant to start working out online. I think, you know, Jane Fonda did it so amazing in the 80s and the 90s. Totally. But then we were all in gyms, you know what I mean? And like gyms and that whole like active working out lifestyle became who we were. It was a social event to go to the gym and go to a Pilates class. You know what I mean? Like you'd get dressed up to go to your Pilates class and then have coffee after. It was like a whole day event. Joel used to say to me when I'd go to Pilates... I'd be like, oh, the class is an hour, but then I'd come home like six hours later because I'd had an adventure. <laughs> yeah. But you were here, obviously, like the rest of us yeah. with COVID, mm. not the disease, but the actual world. Pandemic, yeah. The pandemic. What happened when the studios closed? So basically, I mean, it was such a crazy time for all of us. Um, I was teaching in studios at the time, and I remember the pandemic was starting to happen. And there was one day where New South Wales decided, you know, gyms are closed, like shops are closed. Yeah. I remember getting a call from all the Pilates studio owners to say, you know, we're shut down and actually we can't pay you. So you're out of a job. And I was sitting in the car crying to my husband fresh. And I was like, how are we going to pay our mortgage? Like, what are we going to do? It's okay. I can move back to my parents' place. Like, we'll figure it out. And then really quickly, I saw the studio owners start to go online. And so they started teaching their classes online. And I was really lucky because I was teaching. So I, you know, was in, I had a job because I was teaching a couple of classes per week online from my home. I remember them. I actually remember them because they did have a dance beat. Yeah. (laughs) Like right back at the beginning, I do. So yeah, you were very quick to pivot. You know what I mean? And offer what you were offering in studio online. Yeah. And it happened so fast. And I saw the different studio owners and their different tactics of how they were going online. And it was then that I realized, actually, you know, people are coming to do my class and they really wanted to do more of my classes. And then that's when I thought, you know what, I should do this on my own. And at the time, Tasha Oakley, who is my business partner and very good friend, she was also doing my classes online. And she called me one day and said, oh my gosh, like I never have been an online person because I was training her in person. And she said, this is so good. It's just as good as like your in-person class with me. And I really think that you should do this. And so that was what kickstarted me to go online. I love when we say those moments and you kind of almost like shrink a little bit because it's such a leap of faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like you're backing yourself. And in that moment, you've kind of got to have the confidence and you've got to be fearless and you've mm. got like you got to do it. And I, I love that you had that moment and kind of identified that you had, it was your vibe. It was your energy. You can't buy that. You know what? Well, you can if you download the app. But do you know, no, but do you know what I mean? Like it's something that's your own yeah. DNA. That's why people were coming because people were tuning in because, I mean, Pilates is a method mm. that is how you connect with the instructor and the way that they teach you. And yeah. you do have that talent, that skill. So Well, thank you. So launching a business at the beginning of the pandemic mm. would have been interesting. Who was kind of supporting that dream? Like, how did it happen? Because it happened very quickly. It happened so quickly because, like you said, it was just, it was a time I was desperate. I had nothing to lose. So I really just went for it. And it was that moment that Tash said to me, you know, you should go online. So overnight, I built a website. I love this. um, And it was called something different at the time. And I kind of launched it as a closed Instagram group where people could 
you know, get their subscription. And then they would do live classes with me on Instagram. And I did that for about two weeks. And then, you know, Tash was sort of seeing it happening. And then she called me one day and was like, wow, like people are really loving your classes. I really think we should do this seriously. Yeah. And, you know, I want to come in as your business partner. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we just basically like sat at my kitchen bench. We planned out the Pilates class, launched it. So she's obviously been such a huge support for me in a business-related way, but also as my friend supporting me, um, encouraging me to do that. And then, you know, I have my husband who is my person. He's supported me every step of the way. You're a cheerleader. Yeah, he really is. And, you know, my family and friends, there's so many people who have supported me, our members, the people who have been taking my classes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very much a collective support. I love that, though. Sometimes I feel like you've got to take that first leap of faith by yourself. Like, it yeah. is very a personal, you've got to do it. You've got to put yourself out there. But I do think surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and believe in you can take you to the next level. And Definitely. I love for people that are listening because I think the Pilates class to me just seems like it's always been there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, nice. it's, yeah, it feels yeah. like it's been there for so long, but it is so new. It's you know so I mean? new. We're, yeah. we're not even two years old yet. And that's quite amazing it's, to be in the position. Like, I mean, I just saw on Instagram the billboards mm. around um, LA. Yeah. And I mean, that's a personal career goal for me to have yeah. a billboard in LA, but to be nailing that, it's incredible. And do you pinch yourself? Yeah, every single day. Like there's not a day that goes by that I'm not you know, taken back by something that the members say, you know, someone might say, you've changed my outlook on how I work out or my relationship with my body and mind, or I see a billboard or a bus go by and it's got my face on it. Um, It's definitely, you know, a moment where I stop and I just take it all in. Yeah, I mean, even here doing a podcast with you. I mean, how cool is that? You're very kind. I like that we're both each other's cheerleaders. Mm. (laughs) Always. But like you said, you really have to have people in your life who you're inspired by and who lift you up. And I used to teach dance for students and I used to say to them, you know, they were 13, 14 years old. And I'd say, who do you follow on Instagram? And then they'd tell me who they follow. And I'm like, she's great or he's great. And then I'd say, but why do you follow them? Like, what about them do you actually like? And they're kind of like, oh, because they're pretty and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but why? Like, you know, because they have a business or whatever it is, yeah. whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. You, know, you surround yourself with that energy. It's so true. Energy is such a big thing. It's funny even doing everything, you know, like on Zoom or virtually, the energy still comes through. Yeah. And people need to realize that when it is something that's so true to you, it just trans- it goes through. And I've always said that about you is that it just comes, that energy comes through and you're always so upbeat and happy, which I well, always really thank love. thank you. I mean, I definitely have up and down days, that's for sure, but thanks. Well, I want to ask about that because we're talking about all the amazingness, mm. you know what I mean? We did touch on the crying in the car, which we all did, <laughs> may I just say. Yeah. But something that people don't see, especially when breaking into the industry, is unseen sacrifices and the hard work that you have to do. Would you be able to share some of that with us? Yeah, totally. I mean, sacrifices, that goes back to when I was a child. You know, I was always at dancing after school on the weekends. Like I missed out on birthday parties just because I had to go to training. So that was a sacrifice back then. But I've also had many failures in my career as well. 
And I actually, before the pandemic hit, I had a studio, a physical space that oh, wow. I was going to open. In Sydney? In Sydney. Oh my gosh, I never knew this. Yeah, and I had the lease, I had all oh, the branding gosh. and everything. I had signed the lease. Oh, stop. Um, and then there was a few setbacks that had happened and it just really didn't feel right. Yeah. And basically, cut a long story short, I ended up, up pulling out of the lease yeah. and that was right before COVID. Wow. And at the time, I just remember thinking like, this is so bad, like it's I failed so and, yeah. you know, and then little did I know there was something else in store for me. And now looking back, I'm so grateful that that yeah. happened. But at the time, oh, I was the end of the world. It was and the you, end of the yeah. world where I really did hit a low point, which, you know, I think is important as well, because I think when you are in that mud, in that low suffering stage, it's a time that you are going to find growth and you do need those times in your life so you can thrive. They're really important to experience. I think it's true. And I also think it's true how loud that voice is in your head. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like how much you listen to like the like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Why are we doing this? Like if you turn the volume down on that for a little bit and listen to the like your power song or something, it's funny how you can kind of change what you're doing. Yeah, it's all, you know, we get into these habits and that's something that I really try and work on daily is breaking those habits of whatever it may be, you know, mental chat or yeah. a physical routine, it you can do it. It just takes, it takes time. time and practice. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine with the Pilates class now, because it is content based. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you doing it? How are you churning out so much? Like the sacrifice with getting new content happening all the time and, you know, like working out is you're smiling at me and nodding a really scared look. <laughs> is that, like There'd have to be sacrifice and hard work because you and I sit in the industry and kind of know how it happened. But mm. for people that are listening that don't necessarily know, like for, let's say a 30 minute video that I see, how many hours go into that 30 minute video? Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny when you say like churning out classes, because there are some days where I think I'm just not really feeling inspired and I don't have that creativeness going on. And then there's yeah. other days where something will just come and I get on the floor and I'll just start moving. Yeah. So some every class is different. Like sometimes it will just come to me um, and I practice it on the mat first at home or wherever I oh, am. Yeah. Oh. And then I write it down. Wow. And then the day that I'm shooting it, I'll read over my notes. I get into the studio. I practice it so it's in my body because I'm very much... It comes back to dance, Yeah, it comes it? back yeah. to dance. It's all very like physical for me. It comes into my muscle memory. And then I start shooting. But also sometimes when I'm shooting the class, I have my notes and it might just feel different on my body on that particular day. So I just changed the class on the spot and I'll freestyle <laughs> It's just where it. you're lucky when you're your own boss and you can do that. There isn't somebody yeah. sitting there going, no, you didn't do that. Yeah, you right. go off script a little bit, but yes. it's okay. And I think the members know me now, um, especially the members who have been with the Pilates class for quite some time. And they know when I'm like really feeling the burn in the class or if I've kind of gone off a little bit yeah. and... They come yeah. back. Yeah. But can so, I ask, how long does it... Just for a 30-minute video, mm. you film, it's like, is it like all day or is it you get it in a take or is uh, it? Yeah, it's all live. So it's just one oh, take. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, oh, see, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. In my head, it was like I, you had a chance to like readjust your top and things. <laughs> no, so it's just you, you're in it. We you just do go. the class yeah. and then it's filmed and then it's done. One take. I respect you even more now. <laughs> I like that's wild because you yeah. talk through that burn. You give the cues through that burn. Yeah. And that makes sense now because when you say it, I feel it and I'm in that pain and I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. One and take. That's so funny because the members always say that too. They they say that they know when I'm really burning because yes. I'll just start giggling on the mat and I'm yeah. laughing. No, yeah, but then there's also that that little seriousness yeah, where like, we've okay, all got to focus. It's kind of like I'm chatting to the members but also having a talk to Internal myself. Like, talk. come on, Jackie, yeah. get through it. But, yeah, it's just one take. Um, and then sometimes if I'm doing an intro, I might have to do a couple of takes because yeah. I'll introduce the class and then maybe I'm I'm better with movement than I am with words. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast is called Sliding Doors Mm -hmm. and I would love to know the sliding door moment in your career. Okay. Gosh, I feel like there's You can have a couple. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like in life you have so many and you would know this, Elle, like with your career, there's so many sliding door moments. Um, But definitely the biggest one for me would be the day that I did meet Tash. And I remember I was teaching at a studio. It was a really early slot and I really didn't like it. And every week I would say to myself, I'm just going (laughs) to give up these classes. Like I don't like waking up early. And then I just would have that internal chat and I was like, come on, Jackie, just get up and do it. So I kept doing it. And then I saw that Tash was in my class and basically she came and took class with me. She was front of the class and was so focused. And um, I'd followed her on Instagram for a long time. So I knew who she was. After the class, we got speaking and we became friends. And then I started training her and this relationship was born. And can I just say her body changed? I just have to say that because when she started doing Pilates, and I always say this to her, this is why I do the Pilates, because Mm. you saw it change. The proof was in the way her body, she's always had an amazing body, but when she started Pilates, you could see the difference. Yeah, totally. The deeper core strength that Pilates gives you. And yeah, so we, that was a real big sliding door moment for me, you know, meeting her. And then we didn't work together for a couple of years before the Pilates class started. But yeah, that friendship was really everything. I love that because I do believe certain people can really change the direction of your life. Mm. And you've got to acknowledge it. Do you know what I mean? Like you do, you've got to give them credit. Okay, so we touched on you not wanting to do the early morning classes, but (laughs) do you ever feel like just quitting or like you've got imposter syndrome? Do you ever feel like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think I've felt like ever quitting. Yeah. Because I just... Love it. I do love it and it makes me feel so good. But I've definitely had imposter syndrome before where I'm just like, you know, that mental chat... How do you push it out? Well, I think I just kind of, I know that it's there and then I just, I recognize it and I say, okay, that's that voice. And I just try and, it's a daily practice for me to get on my mat and to try and, you know, just create space in my mind and body. And, you know, I think I try and remember the compliments and I try and forget the negative chat. That's so true. Um, It's not always easy. It's definitely something I've had to learn. But by doing that and just practicing every day, I think it just gets better and the good always weighs out the bad, you know, and if it was always negative, then I wouldn't do it. But it's just, it gives me so much. Yeah. 
So you've just come back from LA and I saw that you were doing some privates with some pretty amazing people. Are we allowed to name drop some of those amazing people that you worked with? Sure. So Kaya Gerber was one of them. And I just, how is that? How is doing Pilates with, I mean, she's phenomenal. What What is that like? It was great. I mean... She is such a hard worker. She's such a good student. Yeah. I was training her every day on a Monday the entire time that I was there. Um, she was just really eager to, you know, take class with me because she was actually a Pilates class member before I trained her in person. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so oh, she was really huge. familiar with um, the classes. And, and she the technique. Would, she would do it, yeah. Um, and then when she came to me, we really just worked on her technique and she just picked up everything that I gave her, basically. And she's she's really such a sweetheart. She's beautiful inside and out. I absolutely love her. And she's such a hard worker. So she's that. really inspiring. I love yeah. when you meet the people that you, like, admire and they're actually, they live up to it. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. this is why you are who you are because you work really hard. You're a good person. Yeah. You just, like, give it all. I, she's I just such a good that. role model, especially yes. for young women, I think. Yeah, she's she is just such a hard worker. Yeah, and then you did Army song. Did Army yes. and Army's pregnant, and she's amazing. She's, was that cool? It was so cool. I was training a couple of pregnant women over yeah. there, which I actually I love training women who are pregnant because yeah. it's such an amazing transformation that your body goes through, and I'm in awe of moms. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was beautiful to sort of nurture her through that really special time. And when I go back to LA, she would have had her baby. Oh wow! Yeah. So now it will be um, the next the chapter. next chapter. So we have also on the platform prenatal and postnatal. So she was doing a lot of the prenatal stuff, yeah. and I was just kind of guiding her a little more as well. Was whilst I was there training her in person, and I'll do the same with the postnatal. That's so good. Who's your ultimate person that you want to teach Pilates to? Oh gosh. Okay, let's see. I mean, Kaya is definitely somebody who I really wanted to train. Um, I would love to train, you know, Haley Bieber. Um, Get them all in there. You know, I'd, any anybody like. Yeah. I feel like that also with men. Because yeah. my Joel does Pilates mm. and has such a huge respect for Pilates. And I think it's really cool to see guys doing more of it because yeah. the strength that it creates, you don't think it's from those tiny little movements, yeah. but it actually is. It's so, so funny, isn't it? Like everyone, shake. It mostly is men who haven't done Pilates, but they will say to me like, oh, I thought it was so easy. And then like I take your class and it's like the hardest thing. Yeah. But basically to answer to your question, I will train anybody like anyone who wants to train. Wants to, yeah. That's, I feel like there. that is you because I feel like, you're somebody that would treat Haley Bieber the same as you would treat any. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the level of dedication is there because you love what you do. Yeah. So I, I know someone. Yes. Cindy Crawford. Yes. I'd love to train Kai's yes. mom. Yes. Could you imagine a class with both of them? Yeah, that would be nice. Oh my gosh. We have to make that happen. We've put it out into the universe. <laughs> Could you imagine? I know she does do Pilates. So yeah. She just, um, Kaya yeah. just needs to bring her along. <laughs> okay. So besides from having a class with those two, what's next? What's the big dream? What's the goal? Okay. So we have, I mean, the team, I have a team here in Oz and a team in the States who are incredible and we're always working on the next thing. We yeah. hear from our members, our community of what they want next on the platform. So there's, there is really something happening all the time. Yeah. Um, 
but I just can't tell you what's coming out. <laughs> That's the you're worst thing about this industry. It's like, I'm working on this amazing life-changing thing and then it's like, but you're going to have to wait until the yeah. release date. There's definitely some things coming coming up. So that's will have to stay tuned. That's exciting though. And yeah. I feel as though, again, you know, the people that listen to this podcast are always trying to pick up tips and tricks. You were really not in the social media space and now your whole business is pretty much run on social. How do you keep up with it? Like, is it the team? Are you like always learning new things? Because it really is something I feel that you were in studio, you were a dancer, you were a performer. And now so much of what you do is, you know, in the palm of our hand or on our laptop. Like you've almost had to learn, relearn a lot of new things. Yeah. Or just actually just learn new things, you know, like speaking on camera and doing stories and, you know, doing podcasts or doing a live cooking class. Like, you know, it's always something I haven't done before, which is a bit scary, but I do thrive from being outside my comfort zone. It's it's where I find the growth. Um, But definitely when we first started, like I was across everything. I was doing every job that you needed to do to start a business. I was living, breathing, sleeping Pilates class. And now, thank goodness, we have this amazing team and we do have a social team that help out with the social and they run all all of it now. So So it's not you that I'm talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> they sound like it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. Yeah. And I definitely was getting to a point where I was just getting burnt out and I wasn't, you know, practicing what I was preaching. Yeah. And now I found this really nice balance between work and life, which I think is so important because it wasn't yeah. sustainable. No, but I also think it's really, as somebody that watches it, I actually think it's more attractive to see somebody take care of themselves and give them the chance to take a break or do, you know what I mean? Go out to dinner because the life that you want is not this hustling, hardworking life. You actually want to be able to do it all. You know what I mean? I'm definitely balanced. Like I'm, you know, I eat very healthily, but then also I will not and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Sometimes I work out, you know, five times a week and then the other times it might be three or maybe it's two and that's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Which is really good. It is all a balancing act. (laughs) It's a juggle. (laughs) Juggling and a balancing act. Yeah. Okay. So for people that I think you're the perfect person to ask this question to because you had this moment. For people that are about to start a new journey for themselves, change careers or are looking at achieving success, what are some tips that you could share with them? Okay. So number one tip is just go for it. Like whatever you want to do in your career or your life, just do it. Because sometimes we can just hold back by striving for perfection and then we never end up doing it. And I definitely look back at the classes that I've done from the very beginning in the early stages of the Pilates class and I will watch them back. And I, there's a part of me that cringes (laughs) because I'm like, oh my gosh, like her (laughs) voice or like whatever it is, which by the way, people think I have a nice voice, which blows my mind. So many times. (laughs) So So many times. It's hilarious because. I mean, yeah, but we're our harshest critics. I yeah, feel. but I think you know, if you really do, if you are critiquing yourself to a point where you're not doing anything, then it's not helping you. Yeah. So just do it, and you might fail five, ten times. I've failed many times. I'm still failing. Yeah. It's part of the journey, so it's better to do it than not. I like that, Jackie. I adore you. I adore you. I have loved having you in here. I feel like if anybody is thinking about doing Pilates, they should download the Pilates class because it is an amazing platform and it is one that 
I always say this to you, the cues and everything are like spot on. It's like you, you're thinking it and then you say it, which I love. And I recently downloaded the recipe book and I'm addicted to the I've OG seen, salad. I've seen your it's recipes. It's like my favorite thing at the moment. Yeah. But I just thank you for sharing your story because I was very familiar with pieces of it, but not the overall. And I think you're somebody that launched something during a really hard time and just went with it and had no fear. And I'm so glad that we could share your story today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson. Producer, Tina Matalov. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Listener.